You have officially been cleared for communication with the Is It Safe Podcast. Your contact's code names are Luke. They did a massive test, thousands and thousands of workers. They did a four-day work week and realized that, uh, yeah, our entire fucking system of labor is completely arbitrary. Matt. Come to this realization over the last week and a half since he died. Maybe the greatest late-night talk show guest of all time. He was good on Letterman, Conan, Leno. I mean, he was not good on Leno. Who's good on Leno? Leno sucks. Mike. You can fly here. That's what it takes. You cannot go through the land borders. But for some reason, you could fly in a tube full of people and come over here. What the fuck? And Scott. Oh, dude, I've spent the last two years of my life, like, ripping whiskey and chicken sandwiches and waking up whenever the fuck I want to. Now I got to get <laughs> up on Monday, Monday morning at 645 Greetings, welcome to the Is It Safe Podcast. Tonight it's Three's Company. Three's Company. No John Scott tonight. He's, uh, yeah, who knows? No John Ritter either. No John, yeah, definitely no John Ritter. Yeah. Last show, uh, Eight Rules for Dating My Teenage Daughter with Kaylee Coco. That was his farewell tribute, which is, that's a shame. That's how he went out. But uh, Last thing I can remember him in was uh, Bad Santa. He was excellent. Yeah, that was the year before. That was, I think, that was his last movie, unless he did some bullshit. But uh, who knows? We'll ever see John Scott again. He's really dedicating his time and effort to his craft. Uh, he's a ghost now, and he's yeah. dedicating. To, you know, he, if you are a big fan of people of work ethic and you love people who work, 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 then you should give John Scott a shout out. Stop by, say hello, give him a, uh, I don't know, high five if you ever get a chance to see him in person. Maybe on his yeah. route. I don't know. Uh, Go find him. Go stalk him. Could. You could get one of those save the post office signs like I've got, but you know I don't think it's materially some, changing anything for him. Some slacktivism. You do a little slacktivism. Yeah, you do a little slacktivism. Yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, that's the American. If way. I sent him, if I sent him this sign, would that make his day better? Maybe. I think if you put it in the yard, just, or if you if you put a hashtag in your Twitter bio. Oh my God! Twitter there you bio. go. That's the way to Dude, do that it. Would change, just, that would change hearts and minds. Or either you put Black Lives Twitter. Matter in your Twitter bio, it makes a huge difference. So, and you or, need to have your pronouns. BLM if you're if you're the cool BLM. That's right. Pronouns. You got to economy. You got to save that. Those are the two things you must have in your bio if you want to have any chance of succeeding. Yes. <laughs> That's priority. totally fucking true. Th- those are boxes oh, to be ticked. Yeah, uh, they absolutely are. In fact, the uh, woman or the transgender person who was murdered in the Boise Mall shooting the other day. I was didn't even hear the, about that. Didn't even hear yeah, about that. I, I don't know how I, I just happened to run into that story earlier because how did I hear about Oh, somebody mentioned Boise somehow. Oh, it was on Twitter. I saw somebody said, hey, I'm, one of my friends died in that shooting. And there's only two people Jeez. died, so it's bad luck, I guess. At any rate, in the, in the breakdown of the article, it says they, because there was a transgender person. So I've never written out they for a person, honestly, because I've never had mm. to write an article or write a letter to somebody who goes by that. So I guess that means I'm sheltered and living a closed off lifestyle, but <laughs> observation to no, that I had. No, it's, it's weird though. I mean, I, I get, so at our, at our company, we couldn't know, do diddly poo 
<laughs> at our at our company, everybody is supposed to put their preferred pronouns in their email address. Matt and I have talked about this kind of like uh, offline, but I find it to be an odd form of. I mean, if everybody is very concerned about intersectionality and micro microaggressions, I find it to be an odd form of microaggression in a way, you know, because why do we need to put our pronouns in there? I mean, I get it that it's ostensibly supposed to be there to protect people that feel like they are ostracized and they're part of a marginalized, uh, you know, part of marginalized. I hate saying community, but what? I mean, they have to do it then, right? So that now all of a sudden they have to put their preferred pronoun in. And so they're going to be sending emails to, I don't know, clients or whatever. And, and let's say you work in a business where a lot of people are very right wing and don't want to hear that shit. And now all of a sudden you're, it's, it's, it's like the, the work has not been done on the other side. You know, the people that need to hear it don't get it. And it's now it's going to put you, it's going to re-marginalize you. And hmm. I just, oh, I find no. it weird. Re-marginalized. Yeah, no, I just, <laughs> I find it weird. I feel like these, these acts to kind of encourage inclusion often lead to exclusion. Do they not? I mean. Is that like reanimator? Yeah, kind of. I don't know. It's just my thought. I just feel like it's, it's an odd, it's an odd form of oppression. You know, they, you, you kind of have to deal with all these, all these woke people that are sh telling you how straight and normal and white they are and cisgender and all that. And now you have to be the one that has to, you basically are being forced to come out. Right. I, I mean, I just, it's not uh, coming out in the same way that it is nor like normally considered, but that's, that's kind of interesting. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know. I'm just not really a fan of compelling people to do that kind of stuff. Just let people do it if they want to call people by what they want to be called and call it a day absolutely really, yeah but this is what companies do though they 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 yeah, yeah. issue they issue these they issue these fucking orders you know to orders orders dog to conform to conform to some form of you're conforming to a form of like communication or a, a form of like kind of social interaction that you didn't ask for you don't you don't need to be compelled to do thing is always the same and everything is getting terrible there he is <laughs> yeah <laughs> because yeah because in general you know i i don't i don't need that i don't need that psa I, I don't need to i totally fucking get that and completely inclusive whatever and i don't give a flying fuck what your uh pronouns are fuck you do you really do you really want me to like go out of my way to call you they? Is that I don't it just it's odd. It <clears throat> I don't mind it um especially if it's not known what that person what what a person identifies as. I think generically right. referring right. to somebody as they or you know I don't know, you know, uh, I don't I don't know them. Like it, you would actually say Reagan, that in speech. It does speech. make writing an email difficult though. Like my it does. Saying, it, it's it is difficult confused. to write an email uh, using a different pronoun that you're, that you're completely unfamiliar with how to use it. it it works way better in speech than it does in um yes uh right written language mm -hmm. but it's you know it's i ran into something where i was working with a colleague we were trying to sense both of us were dealing with a person we hadn't actually met in person we knew them as the uh, as the contact person at this organization and they had a they <laughs> had yeah. a um had a name 
that was like Pat. It was Tracy. Right. Could be boy, could be girl. And my coworker oh. identified Tracy as a woman, but I, I had looked up Tracy online because of this person who was in a position of some, you know, public, somewhat public position. So they had a web presence and it was, Tracy was a he. Tracy is a he. Yep. So, uh, oh. so, or, well, actually, I don't know that, but, but my assumption would be if I met, see, if I met Tracy, like, <laughs> I, I don't know that. I don't know. I don't know if Tracy's a they or a, a he or a she. So buckled up you're getting. It's just, <laughs> it, it's not a, it's, it's funny, man. I, like, I would, uh, I would default to he though, uh, in this case. And uh, what's worse, yeah. is it worse to misgender somebody by making an assumption about their name or by their appearance? I don't know. Yeah, there you go. See, I, I just, I think it's I think appearance. Would be worse. Appearance probably is worse. Yes. Would I be offended if somebody identified me as a they, without asking me first if I didn't have my pronouns? Oh possible? hell no. No, I wouldn't care. I might right, correct but, them. But we don't have like we're not in that we're not on that group. <laughs> so you know, it's like, but that's a that's a huge privilege right there. Well, it's like, both uh, of you have you guys watched the Dave Chappelle's newest standup? I'm sure, I know Luke has. Matt, have you seen it? Yeah. For uh, sure. <clears throat> Are you talking about uh, his latest video in response to? No, no, that, just or? the stand-up itself, and yeah, there's yeah. A, well, there's a video not, too. I did not see that he had a response about a meeting, a Netflix Netflix meeting with transgender people. Yeah, Is that what you're talking about? It was yes, but uh, he he was basically just talking about a documentary that's coming out that he's that's about his. Uh, I think it was about his time in Ohio during the pandemic where he was bringing comedians down to his, his uh, farmstead and putting on live shows out at the open air, which sounds awesome. Would have been yeah. totally worth a road trip down there. Yeah, uh, we should have done that. That's stupid. We didn't... <laughs> Not even that far. No, no. It's in Ohio. It's nothing. Four hours. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but I did see, I did see the closer. Is that the name of the? Yeah. It's killed in Detroit, um, yeah. uh, starring Kira Sedgwick and Dave Chappelle. Oh, wait, what the filmed in Detroit? <laughs> TNT? <laughs> no, no, it was the uh, Netflix original, The Closer, filmed uh, at the. Oh, Marvel at your sexy, fast throws the first. And John, shut up. Carvin no body. We just, I don't know. I, I fucking caught myself <laughs> drooling. <laughs> Scott's Scott's he's currently here. watching the uh, he's here World Series. Um, <laughs> yeah, actually, it's funny. I saw I saw Chappelle live in Detroit. The show after he had the meltdown in Detroit. So you, I don't know if you recall that story. Oh, where so he, it's, he it's, sort of it's the, the it's the one he did the he did the special on that. He actually focused a lot on yeah. the Detroit the Detroit one of his first meltdown. Netflix specials. He talked about that. Yeah, yeah, so I he got I, too uh, high. He got way too stoned. I went with John stoned. Scott. He was hanging out with Danny Brown. He was yeah, hanging exactly. out with Danny Brown, and Danny Brown got him fucking hammered. <laughs> I just think it's cool that he's kind of made Detroit his uh, his spot for whatever reason. I know there's kind of like a weird focus on it. Um, it seems it seems for it seems to me that he seems to gravitate towards things where he's got some form of PTSD. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like there's some form of emotional connection, even if it wasn't good. It's like he's just committed to that ever, ever since and always will be. Kind of like why yeah. he lives in Ohio, 
or uh, yeah. Yeah. And but it's always the subject of his jokes. Uh, well, the, the subject of his jokes. Think about this: like, <laughs> the last of the last five or six specials, whatever he did for Netflix. This is the thing I can't quite. I I, I constantly am trying to like square the circle on this. I mean, he's still he's my favorite comedian. I and I have said this. I said this on a different podcast uh, on Cinema Nine Pod. It did come up. Shout out. And we, the thing that that I just drives me nuts really is that he's so like fixated on this issue. This very specific. It is such a specific and very particular issue that he's fixated on. And it's this, the transgender issue. It's, it's LBGTQ community. It's, it's weird that he's so like obsessed with it, but I feel like he's obsessed with it because that's what he gets ragged on for. Like that's, that's what he's always been ragged on for. He's always been a little bit homophobic or a lot, I mean, depending on how you look at it, and or anti-trans or whatever it might be, and he won't let it fucking go because he keeps getting like taken to task over it. And I think, I just think he's one of those one of those dudes. He just can't, he can't move on. And it's like, man, he's such a good comedian. I just want to hear different jokes. But there were different laughing jokes. at the same joke. <laughs> like there were jokes about. Well, first of all, he started with Jews in space, which was which was great. <laughs> I mean, I, some might consider that offensive. I thought it was funny, but uh, Mike, as a as the resident Jew, how do you feel about that? Uh, I was cutting some audio here that Matt wanted. I didn't hear what you guys were talking about. <laughs> I'm looking forward to this audio, by the way. Jews in space. Jews in space. Yes. Congratulations, I actually can't Jews. remember. I actually can't remember the joke. What was the joke? About Jews I don't even space? know. It, it was the uh, the punchline was Jews in space, and it was about a. <laughs> it was about a. See, this is the problem with Chappelle's jokes. If you try to retell them, you're never going to deliver them the way he delivers them, and you will sound yeah. racist or <laughs> transphobic. You know what? That, that's, that's a good a, point. It's a very good point. Yeah, and I he tells stories that. too, so. The whole thing kind of has its own. It does. It's a. It's a tale. So it's hard to kind of jump in, and he, the way he does it, and the way he emphasizes, really makes a difference. I agree. Yeah. It so, reminds me of like a a a comment that a buddy of mine made a long time ago about how actors are not artists, <clears throat> and because we were we were talking about whether or not you know you say, oh, I saw the new Tom Cruise movie, or I saw the new P.T. Anderson movie. And the idea being that, you know, the director is the artist. He's the one that, that creates the story, the narrative. The writer is also part of that. The actor is just a vessel. But the actor can change the, can change the, the portrayal and the, the demonstration of the art and can transcend it in a way. You know, you, you put somebody like, are you getting into uh, Alec Baldwin here? Are we? <laughs> we 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 can easily roll right into that one. Oh, but, you, know, you, got, you got your Daniel, you got your Daniel Day Lewis's out there that literally could change the content that you wrote or the way you direct. You could suck as a director, and Daniel Day Lewis can make a movie good. So in that case, yeah, is he just a vessel? I don't think so. And that's kind of how Chappelle is with comedy. Like I said, Matt, you can't just repeat those lines. <laughs> it just does not work. You can only repeat a punchline, you know, and you're lucky to get away unscathed if you if you nail it. <laughs> but you can't tell that story. 
Yeah, I I find it interesting that of all the things that could be complained about in the Chappelle issue, I think the the LGBT and trans uh, uh, well, the people complaining about those aspects of his uh, his set <clears throat> are ignoring so many other things that that are potentially offensive. And why aren't other people complaining about those other things? And I think back to our earlier point is those have become flashpoint issues in the culture. Yes. Ever since. Um, yes. So, so a funny thing that I heard on another podcast brought up, do you remember when the when major league baseball <laughs> um, or, or the NBA, they, they'll like move a game because of some States laws about something. So major league baseball had a law or major league baseball had a reaction. They moved the all-star game out of Atlanta this year because of some voting rights law that passed in Georgia or was being, I don't know. I don't even actually know what the outcome of that was. And similarly, the NBA did something related to uh trans. Um, oh yeah. As a token effort, North Carolina. As a, as a token effort basically to show solidarity with some, you know, whatever marginalized group. And it was, it's a political stance because basically a very like bland, kind of blue check uh, position to take, but exactly. they, figure, they figure they can take it because it's actually not going to blow back on them. They wouldn't do that anywhere. What would blow back? So, so Chappelle making a joke uh, that some might find offensive and, you know, uh, or deem, deem, deem as like punching down, but actually those uh, it, it, like the LGBT and trans issues, his point is that they've taken this like outsized place in the culture you know, the fact that in, in a corporation, basically everybody will require, will be required to put their pronouns in their email signature, mm -hmm. even though it's, it's really not, and I'm not dismissing <laughs> trans people, uh, their rights or their, Absolutely you know, their concerns, but it doesn't really, it, why you have this big change uh, for everyone else? Uh, I don't know. So I, I'm kind of rambling here. It all, no, no, you're good. It, it also on, it reminds man. me of. <laughs> come on, man. It reminds me of. Is uh, it boys uh, in uh, Souls of Black Folk or yeah, Souls of Black Folk? He starts it off with saying like, "How does it feel to be a problem?" And that that just that's a, such a powerful fucking comment. You know, how does it feel to be a problem? Just just knowing that people are thinking about you, they, they want to figure out a way to not offend you. They, they just they're constantly thinking about you. And it's like the whole white fragility story, like all of that has has a lot to do with it. You know, it's the same patterns. It's the same process. It's the same like kind of focus on somebody's either somebody's identifiable differences or somebody's uh, imperceptible differences. And to know that people are thinking about you all the time is pretty fucked up. I don't think I would ever want that. You know, like I'm a person that suffers with, uh, you know, depression and ADHD and all that. And a lot of people think that that's ridiculous stuff and it's not real. I don't want anybody to ever bring it up. <laughs> you know, I don't want I don't want them to be thinking about like, well, how do I deal with this person who, you know, has. Uh, as depression or as, you know, ADHD or whatever. It's like, it, we can have a conversation about it, but I don't know, man. Uh, yeah. Forcing, forcing um, all of the 
quote unquote, totally safe, privileged, uh, cisgendered, you know, straight people to put their pronouns in their email is not that's not a heavy lift for them. That's an easy that's an easy win for them to make them feel like they're part of the club that, you know, they are, you know, being understanding, being I hate the word woke now, but, you know, being woke, whatever is that's just it's part of it's it's just part of the the propaganda in general you know yeah just the it's the hegemony of it's the hegemony of like cultural and identity politics corporations aren't changing anything no no absolutely not all they're doing actually is they're they're (laughs) leaning they're leaning into something that's like perfectly convenient for them of course they, they all become more profitable when they do this shit yeah. But but that's the question is like when does that cease? Because I think you know Netflix took an interesting stand with Chappelle. They basically, or at least uh, their spokesperson on this, I forget his name, one of the, the CEO or something like that, uh, said we're not apologizing for Dave Chappelle and we're not pulling it. And no. if you want, right. if, you know, people want to walk out, they can do that. Um, but they can't also break company norms or company rules, like, you know, go into managers meetings that they're not approved to be in, et cetera. So mm-hmm. I don't know. It, it, I think we're at a moment where people are kind of like, all right, enough of this, uh, enough of this uh, knee jerk reactionary sort of uh, response to everything that offends every person. Like Netflix mm-hmm. is like, we're in the business of making money and making content that people like, and we make all kinds of content. We make content by, Actually, quite a few trans uh, writers and show creators, and uh, also Dave Chappelle. And there's a it's we want to be a company for everybody. So I don't know. Okay, first of all, this isn't like this isn't fucking Clockwork Orange. Your eyes aren't being peeled back, and you're being forced <laughs> exactly. to watch something. So you can fucking turn it off or choose something else. There's 8 billion things on that fucking platform. Also, nobody, nobody bats a fucking eyelash at all the other like insanely propagandistic, like pro-war, like, you know, pro psych, like just pro-violent content that has like literally no, no, uh, no purpose otherwise, you know, I mean, there's so much shit on like fucking shows like, you know, I don't even know this is on, Netflix, but same, same point applies, but you know, like shows like fucking NCIS are like copaganda, you know, that's no. the, they, they are designed. They're designed to I don't believe you, know, you keep, keep, they're designed to, to stimulate the fealty that we all have to authority figures. So, really? you know, I, I don't, no one bets a fucking eyelash at that shit, but because, because the, the, because it's such a it's it's here's what it is and this is like the last thing i'll say about it because like who honestly who gives a fuck it's that there's you know with the the culture you know the culture industry and the the uh you know identity politics that are kind of like we woven together uh it's easy it's just easy it's easy things to get upset about the the yard side liberals always talked about like those are easy fucking i believe in science holy oh my shit God. do you really holy yeah fuck. really that is the is this a heliocentric universe or you know which was the like what the fuck <laughs> i think that i do i find that i believe in science the dumbest proclamation i've ever heard because 
Yeah. Do these people really believe in science as a, you know, it's a, re, it's always being reworked. The, it's a thing. A, there are they, they believe shifts. that science exists. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I believe there is a scientific method. Yeah, it's, yeah exactly. It's so but that's the whole point. Like science, the whole process, the scientific method is repeatability. It's repeating the test, repeating the experiment over and over and over again in a reliable way that produces reliable results. Yeah. Anyway, Anyhow. we should talk about Alec Baldwin killing somebody on a movies. Yeah. Well, yeah actually, what was the transition, wait, actually, what was the transition? I missed it. Uh, well, we were talking about uh, is an actor, an artist, and uh, that I made an off-color comment about Alec Baldwin killing somebody. Yeah. Sometimes Jesus. art imitates life, like on the streets. <laughs> Alec Baldwin oh really God. did want to kill that guy who took his parking spot, but instead he killed this person on a movie set. That, dude, yeah, you think is... that's what it was? I mean, that's uh, what I'm thinking about because... Fuck you! That's my name! <laughs> you think that's what he said? I don't know if he I'm said I'm so that. glad I knew that. I, I was so hoping you would pick that, that piece of that speech. <laughs> oh, I got more. I mean, maybe he said something like this. You are shit! Hit the bricks, pal, and beat it because you are going out! And then he shot and killed. I, I hope you have... It's fucker walk or whatever. <laughs> I don't know if I had that one. Oh boy. It's a, I mean the whole God. speech is great, but that credit goes yeah, to David that's, Mamet, that's not Mamet, him. Yeah, that's Mamet as his, at his like absolute most sparkling fucking but just dynamic. But the, I think I, there is artistry in that performance. Uh, that is a oh, no, no, no. wonderful I mean, performance. Fucking I've never right. seen it done. I've never seen it done on stage. I'd really like to see I know uh, in fact I was it Pacino or somebody else who was in the movie also played that part on stage? And I can't remember if it was him or not, but there was interchangeable oh, wow. parts prior so to that. I would have loved to have seen that. That would have been wonderful. Yeah, but, that would have been that, interesting. That particular speech, though, is not in the play. It's That's right. Only, so I was like, I, I actually, we had the bookstore. Right. We had some copies of uh, some plays that somebody had given us. Actually, a lot of cool stuff. And I saw Glengarry going Ross. I'm like, oh, shit, I got to look, you know, got flipping through and trying to find the Baldwin thing. I spent like an hour afterwards. When the, maybe it, maybe if, in new versions. Yeah, you're right. But the previous to the movie coming out, that was written for the movie. That is correct. Uh, but I know we're going to get to the debate here because Luke's on the show and I'm on the show. And, you know, frankly, Matt's on the show, too. We all are into this stuff. But this is a <laughs> this Baldwin tragedy and the death of the DP. What's, what's her, her name? name? We, we know her Helena, name. Helena Helena Hutchinson. Hutchinson. Thank you. Hutchins or Hutchinson. Yeah, well, let's not be dicks. Let's get it right. Uh, yep, let's get it right. I'll get it right. So she died, and the reason it happened is because <laughs> cutting costs, not paying go. union laborers. It's all about this. It's all about a lot of the shit we talk about in the show all the time. That's the crux of this sad tragedy. Yeah, and yeah, and man. and this is why Baldwin deserves criticism. I mean, the guy is the producer. This is his movie. He's pushing forward with, I don't know if you'd call it scab labor, but... You know, there were you there was a union walk off because of safety I, issues. I, I do believe they brought in uh, they definitely did. They're non union students. Yeah, they brought in non non union union uh like youngsters. That's been confirmed. That's not hearsay. So I think it's yeah. fair to say that. What I find interesting about this is the this industry has worked. Yeah, I I have a friend who's in the the union that mm. the woman who died was in the camera operators union. Um, and, you know, this sent big shockwaves through them and they were actually, uh, there's been talks of strike 
prior to all of this, there's been, there's labor unrest in Hollywood right now. And, uh, you know, all through COVID, this industry was like one of the first back to work in-person work, uh, because there was such a high demand for what they did. Uh, you know, cause COVID everybody's at home watching shit that, uh, you know, mm-hmm. that was people's main form of entertainment. And so there's, there releases everything now simultaneously on HBO max and in the theaters. So yep, exactly. It's changed changed yep. the game forever. Now it's over. So, you know, the, uh, if you will recall, it's funny cause we brought up Tom Cruise was mentioned earlier. Do you remember that moment when Tom Cruise yes. like, exploded on those guys who yeah, had we talked about it on like uh, episode 10 or something. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, we did. We, we actually did address it. Yeah. Yeah. I can't believe we're on 41. That's crazy. Um, so yeah, it was funny because like some people were praising Cruz or whatever, but really what it makes me just think back on is Cruz is, was the producer on the movie, and he didn't want that movie to be delayed. He didn't want more costs. You know, he was being the boss. He wasn't talking about upholding some labor ideal in Hollywood and how they're setting a standard for the industry. And how, no, yeah, Cruz did not want his movie delayed. Um, Fucking and- leads a week. You a week, Matt. That, <laughs> Matt it's Something just a real, those real, real quick point though. I mean, think that is. I think that's that's literally the the kind of thing that gets my hackles up all the time. Which is that picking picking out that particular example. A lot of people could say inside with Cruz because I did too at the time. Uh, but he is essentially berating somebody for like not wearing their mask or being too close and not being six feet apart or whatever. But that mm-hmm. that is how that is how you fucking run cover for, you know, just shit policies and, you know, anti-labor activities to begin with. Well, in, in the, in the but, end, it's not like he was defending workers. He was yeah, you create uh, fear. Yeah, he was he was using that that actually allowed gave him a fucking total pass, a huge green light to keep going. So many but people bug, came out in defense of him and because he wasn't wrong. He wasn't wrong. And that's what makes it so easy to, to keep the lies going. Yeah. yeah. I was going to make a, a point about what you're saying, Matt, about his internal motivations for why he did what he did. And sometimes that doesn't matter. If the overall, there's a lot of context and case by case basis can create specific examples where it does matter. But if the overall result is the benefit for the, for the greater good, then you know, who gives a shit what, you know, if I, if I do charity work and I do it cause I'm super selfish and I want to tell everybody how cool I am, who gives a fuck? There's quality work being done, hopefully at least. And people are given more opportunities or maybe given resources that they weren't given prior. But in this example, if it's to strike fear, then I guess his internal motivations would be a negative. But I, I think it, it doesn't always matter what the internal motivations are. It's about the bottom line. I think for me, at least. Yeah. depending on situations. Well, a lot of people don't even understand their own internal motivations and people don't understand their not. own politics. You know, like, we can understand as, it better somebody, than them because we're on the outside. We'll ask somebody to explain their political point of view. I mean, in, in general, like, why do you think people don't like talking about it? They don't like talking about politics because they can't quite articulate what they think and they get emotionally heated about it because it's kind of related to their own sense of uh, personality or like who they are. And drag your simply ass in here and say hi to the guys. You know, Show some class for Christ's sakes. I, I don't think that Providence. <laughs> oh, that's, right. that's an excellent <laughs> movie. Fairly Brothers, right? That's an underrated Baldwin. Baldwin movie. He's underrated. Yeah, I, you know, I love, I love super a lot underrated. Of Alec Baldwin. I love a lot of Alec Baldwin movies. He's a great he's actor. 
He's a I great comedic actor. Oh my god, he's like I th- I would put him in like a top five. I mean, who else? Actually, he might be the best fucking comedic actor like ever. Dildo, what the hell are you <laughs> doing out there? <laughs> Seriously, who's who actually can pull that shit off? Uh, that was a. I mean, we watched that movie. It came out when we were nineteen, Luke. Eighteen, nine. You know, it came oh out ninety nine, and yeah, it hit yeah. us at a perfect time. And it dildo. Sure it's a very raunchy <laughs> comedy, and that was but it was also it kind of came and went i think in the zeitgeist i mean matt knows it because matt knows movies too but uh, you know it was not it didn't make any money or anything it was like a came and went movie that movie for me was like uh it was a blockbuster dollar rental you know that <laughs> came across yeah like an idiocracy yes. again a movie that came and went in the movie theater but people rented it and idiocracy gained a lot of steam yeah, and maybe it had like uh, from the directors of uh, from the people it who did. brought you uh, Dumb and Dumber or whatever. That's uh, what's weird because something about Miri yeah. was literally the year before, and that was a huge hit. You yeah, would think outside right. Providence would have got a lot more run. It's strange, but it was more of like a. It wasn't. It was it funny, but it was it like a. Way. Well, that's the thing. Marketing's everything in that bullshit world, but it yes, was also a very. <laughs> it's a fucking hilarious movie, but it's also pretty serious i mean suicide yeah. and mother and there's some fucked up shit oh, it's, there's it's like dark. real world issues real family issues going on there so people are like oh this sucks i don't want this is getting too serious so i don't like this but but yes. let's, let's go back to baldwin here so, <laughs> so let's sure. focus, talking about brady is let's talk about how yeah. somebody <laughs> so does anybody feel bad for alec baldwin here i kind of do yeah of course dude i mean he didn't want to do this I, it's like <laughs> that's that is so fucked up. But in the in the overall architecture of it, let's just say Alec Baldwin is a very even though he's the producer on the on the movie, he's still a very fucking small player based on or compared to like the entire fucking industry, which is like where those pressures actually come from. Like that entire industry is a fucking cesspool. Just like the music industry. Fuck so you, that's my name. <laughs> Clearly, he didn't do anything. Uh, this this is how it always works. This is the banality of evil, right? This is how it always works. Uh, it's. I think we have a drop know, of but yeah, banality of evil. We got to bring that up again. We do. You, we have you saying that. I'm pretty sure Eric created that drop. But go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> That's a repeat. Oh, I gotta I gotta stop repeating myself. Uh, but yeah, you know, I mean, he's part part of a, a massive, massive selling structure in a huge industry that that is you know that here it is it's all about predatory. banality that's it <laughs> <laughs> it's evil though only banality i'll get so okay. i'll give you credit yeah all right so it's slightly different um yeah it's it's a it's a massive sprawling structure that is incredibly uh you know malevolent and when it comes down to the bottom line and you're dealing with something i mean think about the movie industry how different how weird that industry actually is like as an industry like the john deere stuff that that's been going on too and oh yeah so like that's happening yeah in kellogg's and and that's all like happening simultaneously with the iatsi people that are are you know striking as well in the movie industry and it's like think about how strange that industry is though it's like you can go you can go get your orientation on day one let's say you're working for john deere you get your orientation uh you get your certifications you get your licenses uh you and then you start driving these vehicles you know this particular set of vehicles you start doing this particular work the, the same thing that i do too like it not the same, 
but you know my job is oh, really? it's pretty straightforward it is not that sprawling and fucking crazy like i had forgotten that there was a person on set that's called the armorer which is the person that is supposed to handle the weapons and that person unfortunately was a 24 year old uh girl put in a, a rough spot who had just come off her first movie and wasn't the one that handed Alec Baldwin the gun. It's not even like her fault. It's like the uh, assistant director. I don't know did. If it wasn't her fault. I don't know. No, no, that, that's the thing. It's not important. That it, the it's the fault of it's the fault of these that the whole like institution itself uh, needing to extract as much profit as it can and not uh, baking into not baking into the the actual production costs a certain amount of uh protection for uh, safety and shit there are a lot of people that are like freaking out over this and i'm like they're they're some people are taking it very very far and it's like it's fine i mean i don't know i don't know what is required in the movie industry to make the the set safer but like dude you're hearing stories about guys sleeping in their fucking cars because they were too tired from working all fucking day probably a 17 hour day to drive home and then come back in the morning. So they slept in the car in the, in the, slept in the car in the middle of the desert and then got up, uh, you know, just it's fucking crazy. That stuff is, uh, but this is the movie business too. I mean, people problem, always man. get exploited though. That's is this is not yeah, unusual in my opinion. I know, but we, we kind of accept it as a, as a culture. I think we accept it or as a society, for instance, because it's like, we look at everybody who did that as as people who like, hey, they they made it in a way. They made it, so you're kind of but like. But they sacrificed something too. That was always the right. deal. There's so many movies and stories that have been told endlessly about, hey, I'm going to Hollywood to try to make it, and there's a handshake agreement, an unspoken yep. deal, like, hey, you're a fucking loser. You have little chance to pull it off. So if you do pull it off, that's great. But if you are shit and you are taken advantage of. That's the deal. You're willing to accept those terms by committing to this opportunity. It's that's how mm-hmm. I, I mean, fair, it's fair well, to say. Well, and that's, that. I think that's the other, that's where the moral licensing comes from. That's what, exactly. that's us all off the hook in general. We can say like, oh, well, you kind of did it to yourself. You jumped into that. You got into that business that we all know is a rapacious and, and violent and, and terrible. Like you got into that business. That's, that's on you. You were chasing right. a dream and, so there's it's a it's a weird conflict because you want to have sympathy for them but you're also like well i work in a shit boring fucking job so why why do i have sympathy for you know anybody that's like working in hollywood it just seems like they've already captured the dream it's it's just like it's a bad you're very kind it's not (laughs) it's not the right feeling i'm just saying it's it's like uh it's weird instinct you know when people do that they break the mold, you know? So you kind of feel like they, they get what's coming to them in a weird way, but not like this. It's fucked up. I mean, this shit is fucked up. I mean, the, the fact that these, I mean, we're talking laborers, man. I mean, somebody who's like a camera operator, somebody who's uh, building sets or whatever, stuck on, stuck at a fucking movie set for 18 hours a day, 17 hours a day or whatever, actually working and putting labor in and then having to sleep in their fucking car because they can't get home because they're too fucking tired. Yeah, man, it's fucked up. Well, that's why unions are prevalent in Hollywood. Uh, you know, because they actually True. have power. They organize and they can well, when you said camera, when you said camera operators union, I was like, wait, <laughs> that's crazy. 
Yeah. Very specific. Very yeah, there's specific. um and then there's uh stagehand unions. Uh it's interesting because where they have the auto show. Mm-hmm. Uh Kobo TCF Center, whatever it's called now. Uh they, it's a union. It's a union environment, and a lot of those uh, a lot of those people who do load in there are actually stagehands because they build sets and and whatever. Yeah, so, that's right. That's right. Yeah. And I've t- I remember my dad worked in in uh, auto industry and did a lot of event setup, and you know he talked about the challenges of dealing with unions because you had to coordinate. Uh, oh, he was management. He, yeah, he had to work on their terms. I, well, I mean, his job was to get to get car vehicles in there and, and get displays set up. And basically you had to deal with teamsters and, and, uh, uh, and hands. You did breaks. I mean, you, you were, we were working on their rules and, and you know what, that's a good thing in a sense, because if you're following their rules that are collectively bargained, you're kind of not to blame. If you're following their rules, um, if anything goes wrong, it's, it, it's more likely to be truly an accident. But if you're like Baldwin, who's running a scent where, and, and the hypocrisy of Baldwin, Baldwin's such a loud mouth on some of these issues. Yes. The fact that he would be running a set where he's the producer and there's a union walkout because of safety conditions and he doesn't do anything to address it as the, the big name on this movie. He's the only name on this movie I've ever heard of. And he's the he's an executive producer. Or I don't know if he's executive. He's he's got money in this. He's got sway, just like Cruz did on his set. And to not you actually, are shit. <laughs> and to not actually uh, take those safety concerns seriously. I mean, it, it's it's kind of tragic. It's, it's kind of a, a tragic um, comeuppance that he's uh, a guy holding the gun, the smoking gun, when it's all said and done. You know. Mazel, you two. Good things. <laughs> I, I think I think you're right. I think you're right, though. In to point that out, like that distinction is very important. You know, the fact that there already was a fucking walkout, and right before that, I think like two days prior to the uh, to the accident, he had he had posted something on social media with you know in solidarity with Iatsi or with some some union group i pretty sure it is the iatsi group but yeah the fact that he he does that and he is one of these like you know what do you call them like blue check democrats or whatever uh it's just loudmouth is what i call them but yeah <laughs> just hollow it's, it's like everyone a fucking hero in death yeah and i don't understand that shit <laughs> incredibly hot uh also we have not we have not broached the the fact that this is literally a movie about a guy who is trying to break his kid out of jail for an accidental shooting. Uh-huh. Oh boy, yeah. that's man. Always know if the juice is worth the squeeze. Yeah, reconsider <laughs> your notion there. By the way, uh, you mentioned the TCF Center. Uh, when I drove Leanne back across the border, she noticed the sign had changed. She had never seen that before. That was a ah. the freeway sign on the lodge there going in uh, Jefferson. Now says the TCF Center. And that was a new Since, change. She's like, oh my god, dude, I don't. I don't think I've even seen that. That was 18 months ago. On, I, that's, the last, that's basically the last time I've been downtown. You haven't been on the lodge in 18 months? Is that what you're I saying? I have been. I, I take 75. So, <laughs> no. I, have not been, I haven't been on the lodge in probably two years. I don't know if there's a sign on 75. It would be more unlikely. Probably, I no, there is not. It would be on Jefferson. It would be, you know, off to the side. 
Well, uh, no long way to eat a Reese's. <laughs> we know, we know we know what spot we're talking about. Just haven't seen it. So oh, me and uh, same. Like same. how was the trip? Seen it before me. Oh yeah, well I'll talk about the trip in a second. But guys, uh, all time top Halloween candy is according to us or yeah, you guys. peanut butter cup. Is this mm. peanut butter cup? Okay. Yeah, that's the one. I'm I, I like that. Reese's I'm not Reese's too, uh, probably Kit Kat. I like a Kit Kat. Oh, that's a classic. Those are two classics. It's hard to argue with either of those. Um, boy, there's so many options. I, I think I would. <laughs> I might go with the Take Five. I really like the Take Five. Pretzel. No one gives out a Take Five. When do those you are ever expensive. get a Take Five? You don't get yeah, those. You said, very Halloween, often. you said Halloween candy. That's that is a Halloween candy. They sell them in fun size. I saw it at Meyer the other day. You can you can buy a whole bag of them. Well, then I kind of want to do size. Take Five. I kind of want to say Take Five now. That's Girl, then taste. Favorite. There's no limitations. <laughs> if it's a fucking candy, people will hand it out. We're not talking full-size candy bars either. Now, the all-time classic for me is the, the peanut butter cup. I, I just, you can't, you can't go wrong. It's yeah, the best. A, it's the fucking best. Did you guys ever uh, do anything bogus on Halloween? You guys bad? Well, like egg somebody's house like or... Good. Uh, Oh boy! I never did it, that. I, I don't think I ever did. I, I mean, like, I wasn't. Oh, you person, mean like but... arson an abandoned building? <laughs> yeah, like uh, Eight Mile. Hey, let's yeah. go out and just burn down this building. Nobody cares. I burned, it's Detroit. We, I burned down Eminem's house after I found out he opened Mom's Spaghetti. <laughs> oh, and that one guy <laughs> that, that had nothing. But he has nothing to do with it, doesn't he? He has nothing that, to do that, with that it. Has nothing to do with Halloween either. He it's just a name. There on, he serves spaghetti there on opening day. He has a financial interest in the business. I'm sure he. Does. Oh, he does. Um, yeah, I thought it was just a name that they asked to use. I didn't think he was really involved. They probably just licensed it, and they probably got him to come and serve some. Spaghetti. That's <laughs> and, it. And then that guy and in I'm the sure, Cincinnati Bengals uh, blamed it on him throwing up on the field at Ford Field. Did you see that? Why the? I didn't see the guy who puked. I missed that. Who? Which Bengal was it? Some guy. I don't know. Some guy in the Cincinnati Bengals actually like threw up on the field. Who eats food truck fucking spaghetti and then blames it on anyone other than himself? I don't know. It's it's from a window. It comes out of a window of of a building that is always there. Doesn't move. It's a a pop up. So it's like me. Food trucks are just trendy douchebaggy things. I have no interest in them. So yeah, dude. If Um, I slam if I slam like a five dollar hot and ready (laughs) and I go and run around the bases and puke at third base, it's not anyone's fault but me. So one thing I found out on the trip though, when Leanne flew in, so Leanne flew in. Like two, two and a half weeks ago, she was her first time here in twenty months. She flew in Windsor to Toronto to here. I picked her up on Saturday the tenth, October tenth, and she's like, they "Windsor gotta... to Toronto." That's how you have to do it. Oh my! We discussed God. this, I believe, before. I know we did. Yeah, you have no. Didn't they? Didn't they open up the land border? Or is that uh, November? November eighth. That's just so crazy. November eighth. A couple more it's weeks. Awesome. They're letting people in November eighth, so that's great news. Okay. But yeah, you have to take the Windsor. Uh, up to Toronto to get to the, or else you take a helicopter ride, which is like really expensive. So. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Um, so you have to, you make a sacrifice, but she noticed, uh, and Anita's kitchen is now at DTW. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really I didn't know that. Yeah. They, yeah. uh, they're wow, really they trying they're, to the, to the airport. Nice. <laughs> the airport's them. really trying. They got a Jolly Pumpkin, Anita's kitchen. They're really trying to try to be like, trying more to be a local. destination, <laughs> a destination yeah. spot. Yeah, it's fucking outrageous. When we were in it's, Phoenix, people are gonna go. People are gonna go there for dinner. Let's go to the yeah. airport. Hey, the Phoenix one has a, a Shake Shack, so you know. I mean, I would. 
it was closed. That's what sucks, though. You take the red eye, all the restaurants are closed. If you want to eat it all, you're fucked. You got to go to the expensive-ass corner marketplace, which has got a two-week-old egg sandwich and $10 Pringles. And Yeah, we got totally... We spent $50 on... (laughs) Place. We didn't even buy anything. It was so stupid. I used to have a rule. I used to have a rule, and I think it's a good one to stick to. I I don't always stick to it because you know I'm a I'm a weak man, man of four devices. And the rule is fucking just nothing but water, man. When you travel, you just you hang in there for the entire yeah. trip. Everything else no, makes right. you feel like garbage. Coffee makes you feel like garbage. I don't buy anything on the way in. I thought we were going to die, so I wasn't hungry at all. (laughs) Oh, my God. How did you do? How did you do? Because normally you take – you used to do – you used to have like a Xanax or you would need one when you flew. I'd need several, yeah. Uh, So so, how did you do this time around? So Leanne came here, and she stayed for three days, and then we flew out to Phoenix uh, a couple days after that for this baseball conference, the first pitch Arizona from BaseballHQ.com. And it was a bunch of – Old white guys and younger white guys. Very white male dominated conference. And See, not important. Yeah. <laughs> it's just not important. No, it's not important. <laughs> uh, but, you know, it was to me to like connect and network with people because I've never Other actually met. You know, I do a fantasy baseball podcast. You, you, high, you related with them so much because of your white, Absolutely. white maleness. Yeah. I went out of my way to really exert that influence and connect. It was, it was actually the insignia on the hoods that you were all wearing that matched. That's, Ooh, that was the thing that that's, that's, <laughs> that's an easy mark, dude. Come on. Too easy. Yeah. Cherry picking. Uh, right. I'll tell you, I met some guy from Detroit that I didn't, I knew him through Twitter, but I didn't really, I hardly knew who he was. And he was this old dude. He had a tigers, several tigers, uh, representatives there. And nice. he had really long white hair, and he was like seventy. He was a super cool old dude. I liked Plug him. He seemed like a hippie. Wait, Mike. Uh, D Lou. He's D Lou on Twitter. That's all I got. Mike, Hashtag. Wait, no. D Lou is his display name, and then he has some weird ass like Ziggy Bud is his actual handle. So I think he smokes weed. So. Yeah. <laughs> oh, of course. Mike, can you explain the event? I did not realize you were going down there for an event. All I yeah, it wasn't was a vacation. Were, you were like traveling. Oh no! Wow. This is. I wish it was a vacation. I brought Leanne went with me because we never flew together. We never went anywhere. Yeah. And yes, I was petrified to go to the event. I, if she hadn't gone with me, I definitely would not have got on the flight. I'm very confident because mm. the fear had built up again. I hadn't flown in two years since I flew from Philly, flew home to Philly from here. And I know it's stupid, and you don't have to explain to me that it's the safest. I know how safe it is. It, it's just irrational and stupid, and it's no, not going to no change. Safe. No, you're just that's your. My heart just it Wait. just starts beating faster, <laughs> and there's just nothing. I I could have all the pep talks, and it doesn't change anything. So I I use beta blockers now. It instead of Xanax, it doesn't have a hangover, and it's much easier. It reduces yeah. your blood pressure, it chills you out. Yeah, you don't have to be like sleep for ten hours when you get there. So uh, without her, though, I would not have gotten on the plane, but she was with me and she supported me enough, got me on the flight, and it was a pretty shitty flight. It was really, really uh, bumpy. But we got there for the first pitch, Arizona, which is a four-day, yeah, uh, three-day, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, baseball, fantasy baseball conference, baseball slash fantasy baseball. And it's focused around the Arizona Fall League, which is taking place at that time, which is a very big deal because all the big-time prospects from every major league team Anybody who's anybody who's an up and comer goes out there. And the fact Spencer Torkelson was out there and oh, we no went shit. to a game. I didn't go to the game, but we had tickets to a game where he played. He went uh 
I think 0 for 4. There was only one run in that game. It was really boring. So that's what that's what it's based around. The Arizona Fall League is a huge deal. People love prospects more than ever. It just keeps growing and exploding. And people were disappointed that I didn't go to more games. I was given four free tickets. I only went to one game. <laughs> so, wow. Uh, well, but they're so all over the place. There's a bunch of teams. There's like eight teams, and they're yeah. all scattered throughout all the spring training sites in Arizona. And what were the Wait. conference sessions exactly? Like what did, what did uh, you do? So you had, you had people who do fantasy baseball podcasts would like record episodes they weren't live streamed though they were just recorded in front of the audiences and you could sit there and listen i didn't Did give a fuck because i do my own no because i'm not cool like it there's a whole you know how this shit works even <laughs> as a white male even as a white male i gotta go through the process it's my first actual physical conference with these people and i've got to like just sit there and get let people know who i am and just kind of what do you mean i wasn't invited for any people? of that stuff the people in control of uh, all the major <laughs> sites, Rotowire, Baseball HQ, Fangraphs, all these sites. You know, Paul Spore was there, and uh, a lot of people. Oh, really? People that who, what oh, does yeah, he look Paul, like? Is he as attractive as I think he is? Based oh, he's, on a, he's skinny as fuck. He never eats, obviously. He just drinks Red Bull all day. But he's like 6'6". Six, six. He's very tall. He is very tall. Uh, so it, so all the people cuts. that you might know, Luke, were there. These are people who are luminaries in the fantasy baseball industry and the, the, we did a draft on a Saturday, an actual draft, which was fun. Like I never, I like live actual in-person drafts are a lot more fun, man. There was an auction draft, a live actual auction draft with like a, Hey, all right, Hey, $3 and people are bidding on players. And I was like, Oh fuck, I should have done that. It looked like a lot of fun. And then the other panels are just people who are in the know, who talk about prospects. They talk about pitching. There was a guy named Derek Cardi who created the bad X, the projection models. People were there. So if that's your thing, yeah. I didn't go to a lot of the comp. I didn't go to a lot of the panels. I just didn't care. They started at 8 15 AM and I don't give a fuck. So were there, were there conversations yeah. about ownership and, and fair voting words? Uh, <laughs> no, I didn't, you know, I didn't have that conversation actually. <laughs> that's funny. It's funny. You mentioned that that was not brought up. Uh, I think those are more in-house internal um, company things, but yeah, that's Dude, the a, first be... picture of Paul Spore that shows up is him wearing a tiger set. Yeah, he's from Michigan, but he hasn't lived here in like 20 years. He lives in Austin. Nah, it's just cool so. seeing him wearing a tiger set. Well, he's always pushing the Tigers. He thinks he's like the guy who gets to represent the Tigers, which bothers me a little bit. But <laughs> yeah, well, and he's, 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 is Dan Dickerson at this conference? Dan Dickerson is not at this conference. Yes. How cool would that have been? I met a... Wasn't Dickerson like... Early rotisserie baseball guy. I don't know. That's a I good think question. He was. Eno uh, Saris was there, and I met him. I I introduced myself to him. He's a huge deal. Oh yeah, Eno Saris. Eno Saris is like six digit followers, and he works at the Athletic, and he's a he's a big time. Even people who don't play fantasy baseball, they know Eno Saris is. Uh, he had to leave though early because he had to catch the fish concerts on uh, Saturday night. Oh, Tickets two yeah. years in the making. So. Well, I don't, I don't want to ruin. Head. I don't want to ruin. I don't get fish. That. Well, okay. what was uh, what was the COVID protocol there? Oh well, everybody. I had to. Sh- I had to verify. I forgot my Vax card, and they were contacting me all morning saying, "Hey, you you can't be a part of this if you don't show a negative test of seventy two hours or your COVID vaccination." It turns out, Leanne is a genius. She found <laughs> the website, the Michigan uh, Health and Human Services website. You can easily access all <laughs> your vaccinations. I pulled it up for free. All of my vaccinations from the moment I was born, even my rubella and mump shit from 1981. Shit, I, like, oh, I wow. gotta look that up. I don't. Yeah, I, I, I know. Current. 
Likewise. Uh, it's, yeah, I, I don't remember what the link is, but she Googled it and found it. It's really easy. It's free. And all I did was download the PDF and I sent them that, which was a verification. It has the Michigan, uh, you know, has all, right. all the legitimate information on it. So can I, can I ask you guys a question? I mean, all right. The, the, vac- the vaccine shit, I, I honestly don't. I can't even really talk. You don't about believe it, and I know it's terrible. No, I just yeah. Fuck you. That's my name. That's hey. Listen, that's why I live my life digitally. It's uh, it's pure freedom over here. You are shit. Uh, my God, it's, it's just a week. You people a week. are people are flipping out over this shit. But like, come on, like you can't force me to get a vaccine, right? Well, were you not forced to get your MMR vaccines when oh, yeah. you were a baby? What in the fuck is going on? It's Might just well so use simple. Good things. We don't, I don't. Again, I don't really want to talk about that much. I just had to say that. It just drives they, me nuts. It's so simple and ridiculous. It was. It was impressive. They they made sure that literally every person is registered. They know who every person is. There's no stragglers, at least for the conference. And the hotel was otherwise mostly empty. I think I saw a couple of possible uh, one wedding party because there's a few people dressed up one night, but. Uh, we ended up kind of like not using the mask as much uh, by the second night. I wore a mask on the plane to and fro, no doubt, and I wore a mask at the hotel like all the time except in our room. But then we all realized we'd all, I don't know, we all see, we, we there was enough space. It was a big hotel, a lot of space too. And I don't know, we got tested on the way back because when, <laughs> you know, when we, so this is the thing. This is where things really sucked. Coming back. We're supposed to get a PCR test to get back into Canada. That's the rule within 72 hours. And it was like 200 bucks in Arizona because my Medicaid is state only. It doesn't work. It doesn't apply in Arizona. So mm. I got to pay cash. And fucking Leanne's Canadian. She doesn't have insurance in these states. So she has to pay cash. And we're like, I'm not, we didn't want to spend $200, $180 a piece to get this stupid test done when half the time I've gone through Canada's border, they didn't even ask for it. So. I got it every time, but half the time they never even ask. So I'm like, half I don't the think time, ask. half the time you go through Canada, they don't even ask about the MDMA. You got shoved up your ass. The MDMA? No, they don't. They love it. They want you to get fucked up. They're all for it. So They're like, uh, have you been drinking? And you're like, no. And it's like you're fucking wild-eyed and crazy looking, and you got like seven people in your car in your in your Toyota Corolla, and uh, they're like, go ahead. Thank you. You're very kind. That was before. Get- COVID days. Yeah, that's true. Well, so the, by the way, the flight, okay. So I got to tell the story. I didn't tell either. Right. Okay. So let me lay this out. There's two (laughs) crazy stories. So Monday, the conference is over on Monday and we're free to go hiking. We want to do a hike, you know, it's a great place to hike and the weather is great in October in Arizona. It's not too hot, but it's like 80. So we tried to go hiking over at Camelback Mountain because my brother gave me the wreck. My brother used to live there. And he's like, yeah, that's good. If you can't go to Sedona, that'll do. So we head over there. And we're like two blocks from the entrance. And all of a sudden, this fucking woman runs out from this side street. This is Paradise Valley where this is at. This is a very wealthy area, like retirement homes. It looks like the Old West, too. It looks so Old Westy, man. It looks like a movie. It looks like a movie that Alec Baldwin would shoot. And it was really, really beautiful. But this woman comes running out of a side street. We're only going like 25 on this street. So we slam on the brakes. She comes up on the passenger side. Ah, 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 she's waving her arms and shit. It's like, oh, what the fuck's going on? What is this? And 
So the end, <laughs> I'm sorry like, to be laughing, but <laughs> no, it is funny. It was it was like, what the fuck's going on? And Leanne barely rolls down her window because apparently Leanne was a lot more afraid. This woman's like old as fuck. So she wasn't any, I wasn't afraid at all. I'm just like, what's going yeah, on? Yeah, but anybody who's in a manic state, yeah. it's like, <laughs> exactly. I don't know. Yeah. See, and so you guys agree then because we talked about this several times. It's yeah, COVID too, you know. Yeah, that's true. And... That's true. Okay. This you don't want a crazy you don't want a crazy person possessed. getting in your car or reaching into it or <laughs> yeah, coughing or whatever. They, they were possessed yeah. with like the, the the fucking gamma variant and they were just that's what happens. <laughs> Turns into twenty eight days later. Oh, by the way, we rented a car from the get around app because the fucking <laughs> rental car prices were insane. They were like a thousand dollars for four days. Yes. I'm like, that, was she trying to warn you about the price of rental cars? <laughs> Don't. What are you doing? Well, we use the Get Around app, which is the app where you can use someone's car, like an actual human's car. You go. We went to Scottsdale and we just used this person's car in a parking lot. It That's another reason not to let a crazy person in your car, because next thing you know, she's fucking defecating in the back seat. And, <laughs> and, uh, yep. Oh yeah, she's taking a dump. It's just bogus. You're right. There's some truth to that. I, I don't think you're wrong Le- about Leanne that. Leanne was right to be concerned. This person sounds like a defecator. You are fake news. Well, I'll tell you this. So <laughs> the get that we got ripped off in that car. It was a 2016 Hyundai, and it rattled. The front bumper rattled the whole time we had it. It worked, but it was fucking terrible. So you I was might as well. You might as well have like un unbolted a teacup from one of those like carnival rides and just. Put some wheels on that motherfucker and just. I wish, hey, had, if I could get it to go seventy miles an hour on the freeway, yeah. I would do it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so this lady runs up and we roll down the window enough to like, what's going on? She's like, oh, I, oh my husband, he fell and hit his head. I'm like, what the fuck? What's going on? And then she points down the side street. We're like perpendicular with it, so we look to my right, and there's a fucking body just laying oh. on the side of the street, not moving. It's a human body, yeah. not oh. moving at all. I'm like, oh fuck. No, I feel what? bad for all the jokes. Uh, well, I mean, if it's it makes you feel you getting robbed, <laughs> <laughs> if it makes you feel any better, Luke, Luke, this will make you feel a lot better. I promise you, particular. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm pretty you know, sure they were like, very wealthy, uh, so you can your feel opinion, man, about yeah. laughing about Good. it. That's what they deserve. See, exactly. I knew it. Uh, so <laughs> from there, yeah, we we pulled into the side street and. Called, I called 911 and Leanne went to attend with the lady and deal with the guy. And it turned into this whole fucking ordeal. Paramedics showed up in like five minutes and the guy's like where? bleeding out of his mouth. He's bleeding out of his ears, but he didn't actually hit his head. So I, it was a misrepresentation at the time. It was fucking weird. And we were involved in the situation. Uh... Yeah. Well, it turned out he ended up having a seizure, I guess. Uh, because when yeah, the yeah, paramedics yeah. got there and asked him what his name was, he couldn't respond. He was awake, but he was uh, it was fucking weird as fuck, dude. He yeah. was awake, but he couldn't respond. Very weird. So, so then we they lived like around the corner. So we took the late lady was fucking frantic and all fucked up. She was very frail. Well, she didn't and I get the feeling car, didn't she? she did. She got into uh. our car. We drove her to her house, and then. Leanne is so goddamn nice that then she drove her car, this sweet, badass Mercedes Benz, like a brand new coupe. Oh, she yeah. drove her car to follow me to the hospital because this lady couldn't even drive, apparently. Leanne is just so kind. And I was happy to help, too. I wasn't like a dick about it. All right. Leanne is the kindest person I've I've ever met. She but, is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, any absolutely. excuse to drive a badass fucking Mercedes, I'm going to take it. 
I was kind of pissed that I didn't get. I'm to gonna drive. be like, oh, uh, sweetheart. I'm I'm sorry. I think we got. You're stuck on the rattle trap Hyundai. <laughs> yes, I was. It's <laughs> <Yeah>. true. <laughs> I was, that's I was, that probably made it even worse, frankly, to be honest with you. But uh, it sounds like you're in a cat carrier driving down the fucking freeway. You did that. Yeah, in the end, uh, we took her to the hospital where the guy got sent to, and uh, it turned. And we left her after we parked, Dude, this parked is her car. A crazy took, story. Yeah, it totally <laughs> sidetracked our final day. And the point is, we left her. You you can only be one person at a time in the hospital. Apparently, they wouldn't even let us go beyond the front desk. Oh, that was the yeah, protocol they right. had. That's right. So uh, we left her. And we couldn't hike though. It was like five o'clock by then, and it gets dark at six there, and so we missed our hiking opportunity. But it mellowed me out. Like, for some reason, the flight back, I only took one pill. And I didn't even take the pill until we were about 40 minutes into that flight. The worst part for me is usually the takeoff. So I just had a calmness. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I handled the situation really well. I, I, I'm not tooting my own horn. I'm just saying that, like, I I guess I handle those situations like those life or death. I was just very chill. And it all happened very naturally. And yes. I don't know. I mean, once you tell your best friend's mom that their son's dead, it just nothing's ever as difficult yeah. as that. So, <laughs> I mean, that's yeah. that's maybe that's the truth. But uh, I just didn't worry about dying or freaking out on the plane nearly as much on the way back. And Leanne helped too. She was really really supportive. But I felt much better on the flight back, and I'm excited to fly again, which is pretty crazy for me. I'm I'm looking forward to traveling again. No, knowing you for as long as I have, Mike, uh, yeah, that is fucking crazy to hear you say that. Uh, <laughs> it is. It's, yeah. it, my it's a stupid fear, it's, stupid phobia. I watched La Bamba no, too no, much growing up. Stupid. I know it. It's not uh, stupid. It's not stupid it at all. No, anxiety is a, a bottomless fucking pit, man. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter what it is. Black hole. Yeah, phobias, uh, whatever they are, minimal. Do you, do you recall, though, do you recall when I took you to the hospital because you were having a heart attack? Oh, of course I do. When we lived at the dump, yeah. Man, life is so not complicated, but man, I built up a tremendous anxiety at a young age, and it was so stupid. It's really unfortunate. Hey, what's What's funny is I'm the one that's medicated for anxiety. Yeah, now you are. <laughs> now between I, the I don't two ever... of us. Between the two of us, I'm the one that takes uh, anxiety medication. That is funny. We did role reversal there. I, I don't ever get those... I haven't had a panic attack beyond the flight stuff, like day-to-day -day operations. I just don't get that at all. <laughs> been years deck like 10 years plus so wow well that's good but that's great that's good it is great that's good yeah. news, man. That's that fantastic. Is good thank you I'm yeah glad. i remember that I, I thought i had like i thought i couldn't take a dump or something i thought it was like in my <laughs> tummy too it was fucking stupid and like no no you were uh you you know you were having like you're having like heart palpitations like oh it's classic your, anxiety yeah your yeah, heart was racing yeah. um you were like flops yeah like flop sweat and you were just like i i don't know what to do and it was like wrong yeah, no, it wasn't it wasn't the wrong response i mean you do if that's happening yeah you gotta go you were like i don't know what's going on i think i'm having a heart attack it's like all right let's go to the hospital luckily yeah. we were luckily we were close to one because if it was longer than a 20 minute drive i tell you what nothing would have happened i would have been fine but it just would have <laughs> no, been hell it just would have been all night of hell what's like funny is you came out. out you came out and i was like how you doing and you're like uh and you look completely normal at that point <laughs> you, you went in you went into the room for like whatever 20 minutes came back out and you were like uh yeah it gave you uh, his annex also, and <laughs> also uh, yeah he was like i'm fine also uh he says i'm really healthy for my size and weight and my age that's that's the worst <laughs> part about anxiety is like 
finding out that absolutely nothing is wrong with you and you're literally nothing. Worse. Yeah. Mike, Mike yeah. was, it's completely here. mental. That almost makes you scare more scared, you know? <laughs> yep. Calm down what motherfucker? Like the yeah, doctor, it, it. the doctor actually, you told me that the doctor said it, like he insinuated that he couldn't believe you were as healthy as you were. <laughs> well, that, that was good. See, that's what you need. That validation. Yeah. That validation means everything. That's what he was happens. Like, he's like, holy like, shit. Oh, I'm fine. Okay, cool. Great. He's like, there holy was no shit. Need. You're, no, you're, you're good. You're really good. Oh Completely unnecessary. God. You live in a you're black mold cesspool of a hellhole and you're pretty healthy. So. You have <laughs> superhuman hearing. Did you know that? <laughs> you live in the basement of a shit-filled <laughs> disaster world of a house that is just filled with bacteria. And yet here you are. Let's share another real quick personal story. I know that you gotta you gotta bounce in a few minutes. So, uh, do you recall we were? It was at the uh, at the house. Somebody threw somebody into the wall. I forget who was thrown into the wall in the basement. The basement was drywalled, so the whole basement was finished <laughs> and it was drywalled. Dent in the drywall. Body shape, yeah. Classic fucking. It was like out of a movie, straight up body shape dent. Somebody just fell into the wall, and the whole thing caved in. Oh, that wow. thing! It was like made out of like meringue, you know. <laughs> it just crunched. It just like crunched into a hole, and uh, and we had a buddy at the house at the time, literally that party, who had drywall in his truck. Oh had yeah. His, had his tools and was like. I can fix this for you in like fucking 10 minutes. That was in and our bedroom. Did. My, me and Dave's he bedroom. He literally yeah. did. Yes, it was. And when that thing fucking broke, remember what we saw? Nothing but black mold. Yeah, Ooh. that's... That whole, whole fucking... That entire basement was... Well, that's, that's when you uh, yeah. file a claim against your landlord. <laughs> yeah, we, didn't have that kind of we didn't have that kind of dedication. What we did do is we got out of... Or you withhold uh, rent. We got out ah, of paying. Yeah, well, we did we that anyway. Uh, well, we destroyed the house, so we got out of paying our uh, security. Uh, you know, destroy is a strong word, but I mean, <laughs> six of one half dozen of another. Da da damaged, <laughs> lightly <laughs> damaged. Is actually, the house not, still standing? Like, not as much. Not the house, yeah, it actually got. Now. Yeah. No, it, it was like it still exists. It's just broken up into apartments now. It's not the same. It's, it's it was changed. Wasn't it condemned? Didn't it have like fucking boards on it? Well, there was it was a temporary plywood situation, but the last I checked, it was back in business. So maybe it was condemned after. I don't know. Conspiracy. It's all mysteries. Right. Um, but, <laughs> but so I got to tell the other part of the story though. So that's all mysteries. Yeah, scary. Oh, honestly, that. To me, that was like the end of the show right there. But yeah. Let's, let's finish, make it a clip. No, we got part two of the unsolved mystery. Yeah. <laughs> well, I got to tell the story. So, All right. so we didn't get the PCR test. We take oh, the red I eye forgot. back. Oh my God. Holy <laughs> yeah. crap. Sorry. So we take the red eye back on Tuesday morning. And I'm going to drop her off because she has a delivery for her business, uh, cabinet business. And they have a delivery at like noon. So we got to try to get her back early. But, of course, we go through the border. We get this super uptight old woman who denies us. She, sa she says, oh, you don't have a test? Well, you have two options. One, you can pay a $6,000 fine. Like, okay, that's an option. Huh, that's hilarious. The way you phrase it that way, like it's a legitimate option that someone could pay a $6,000 fine Were you is in a dick the Mercedes move. at the time? Did you yeah. steal the Mercedes? I wish. 
The other ones go back to the states and get PCR tests. So of course we had to go back to the states, and then we got to go back and we got to show them this information. And they're bigger dicks on the state side, and so Wait, then how they did have you to get back. They just immediately there's a gate. You go right into the customs office, and there's a gate that swings right into the tunnel that goes right back into the tunnel that they open up for you. In like the, it's a UE, a quick UE. Wait, are we in the airport right now, or is no, no, no? A, we we're uh, driving her back, so we left the airport. We took the red eye. Left yeah, the airport. I'm going to drive her back because it was going to be no, cheaper than buying a flight back. Small, right? yes, I see. We you never take back the bridge. to Detroit, and you were going to drive her home. So she can yes. go into Canada. She just can't come into the U.S. via she, land. That's right. That's exactly right. And Unless she's being kicked out of Canada. Unless she's being kicked out of Canada. <laughs> yeah, right. Come, all exactly. These, yeah, all, all, all this makes a lot of sense. Yeah, then suddenly you can come back. It's, that's true. And by the way, only suckers take the bridge. The tunnel is vastly superior. Yes, so yes, if anybody ever needs superior. to know that. So Absolutely uh, right. and that's something I learned from Leanne. So we have to find a PCR testing place. It's 8.30, 8.20 in the morning. Not a lot of places are open yet. What day Everybody of the week? had terrible information. It's a uh, Tuesday morning. Tuesday okay. morning. So, okay. Yeah, they're going to open soon. Yeah, that's true. But the information <laughs> was shit. While we were sitting there and they were searching my car on the state side... They're, uh, they're like, yeah, we got a list here. Check out this place on Werner Highway. But they didn't even have a name. It was just a Google. It was like a MapQuest printout of the map spot. No, it was so fucking. Dude, the fifth of Xerox they of can't a Xerox. Even, they can't yes. even give you like a digital fucking. They can't give you like a link or something to. No, yeah, just, nothing. No list. They this give is you Canada. A this is a third world country. Or is this the United this States? Map, this is the United States. Like, we're back in the States. This is the United States. This is a third world country. No, no. We're talking CBP. <laughs> no, this is Maybe. CBP. This is CBP. This is like literally every every one of these. All right, I'm not going to be anti-government or whatever, but like Uh-oh. all of these federal fucking agencies, like that kind of shit, that's why everybody fucking hates them. That's why literally like... Well, this is Canada's fault. Let's not... Let's not... Wait, well, hold, forget no, that. it's not. Not if, not, if, uh, not if people in the U.S. are giving you a MapQuest printout. But no, they're, 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 it's not their job to get you into Canada. Do they get? He's do right. They give That's you true. a net. Do they give you a net zero? Uh, like a net zero printout of <laughs> Mac- Netscape. Uh, oh yeah, Netscape. Net- Netscape. Yeah, so, that's the one. Yeah. That's the one. Uh, so stupid. So so Fuck that was a joke. that was a. So we're just I park on Jefferson. I'm just driving down Jefferson for a minute, coming back into the states, and I just park over by. Uh, I didn't. I noticed by the way a brand new marketplace presented by Meyer, Meyer. on Jefferson. Yes. yes. This was it's, but it's like something I've never seen before from Meyer. Dude, I just haven't open. even it seen that open. either, and I work down there. Well, I mean, I work from home. Well, yeah, you, so. you just said you haven't been downtown in eighteen months. That's right, I work from home. <laughs> so then you missed. Yeah, you would. It's just weird. It's just weird. That's like that's where my office is, but I, I have not seen anything. That's Remember that time we ran into there. each other at the marathon when I was Ubering that night, and you and Dude, Kristen were just at the marathon the, on Jefferson. <laughs> that's we hadn't seen each other forever. You got, we both fucking, were at the marathon. No, and you were, and you were either you were leaving to go to Baltimore. I was Ubering. Not? I was Ubering. I was working that night. I know, but and I was leaving you... in a couple of weeks. Yes, that's right. I was moving to Baltimore. Yeah, that's right. Good God, no. that so, was. So a... you, did you get the test at Meyer? No, uh, we, I started calling places, and it turns out we had to drive back up to Northville to get it done, which is basically Jesus. right by my house. So. We haul ass to Northville, and then we ended up paying the fucking same price we would have paid in Arizona. It was $180 a piece, and you got the results in one to three hours. So then we just sat in my car in the parking lot for another two hours, and now it's like 10.30 in the morning. I'm just like, 
Then you Literally. find out you have COVID. You find out you have COVID. And we found out we had COVID, and they wouldn't let us back into the States, and Leanne is still here. Leanne, reveal yourself. Uh, <laughs> no, what if... $180 a piece? Yes. Yeah, gee, I so, wonder why people are, you know... Wonder oh, the place was jamming, though, dude. We, we were in a line. It was... It's a roll-up where you don't go inside. You know, that's how everything is with COVID now. You pull up, and they come out, and they give you the PCR test. It was busy as fuck. I'm like, who are all these oh, people yeah, who need these like, rapid... It's like, club. it's like, it's basically like... It's also Northville. People, Very wealthy. 48, 48 people rolled up to the bar and just bought a bunch of uh, bottles of fucking Cristal. <laughs> it was like... That. Yeah, <laughs> they're just roll. They're just fucking, fucking knock it out. They are making money hand over fucking fist. Where did that you go? Definitely. Was, it a, was it a CVS, it's or a, was it a different... It's like at a urgent care type place. Urgent care, so, yeah. 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 When Kristen and I, uh, when we were both like, fuck, I think I'm sick. This was like it's a year and a half ago now. Actually, oh, wait, yeah, yeah, yeah. A year, literally a year ago. It was, a year ago. It was Thanksgiving. Yeah. It was Thanksgiving. So I was like, man, I'm not feeling good. She goes, go get a fucking test. Both got a test. Both of us did. Cost us $120 a piece, $240. Uh, Jesus. That was in the beginning. But now they're charging $180, right? So that was two hundred forty dollars, and it's like, what the fuck? Just out of nowhere, right? So now you, now you spend two hundred forty dollars. You know how many people can't do that? Do you know how many yes. people cannot afford to fucking do that? You can get free testing in the city of Detroit, free vaccine, free testing. You got to know. So where, there's a discrepancy here, though. You got to know where to find it. No, there's a discrepancy, though. If you need a rapid result, it's going to cost you. If well, you don't that's need a it convenience. Rapid, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> wait, that's wait, so. That's wait. fair, Luke. It's fair as fair. This is a one that to three hour fair. instant response. It's still not, it's not valid. It doesn't validate it. But if you needed like a 24 hour to, or th- it's, I think it's 24 to 72 hour wait where it's way, way cheaper. But, you know, honestly, it's not even 100% accurate. The The rapid tests are less accurate. Less accurate. And they cost yeah. you, and they cost oh, yeah, you yeah. an extraordinary amount of money. Well, they so gave us the like, result we needed. It said negative after two hours of sitting there. <laughs> exactly. And they didn't even call us. And I bet it you it was worth 180 bucks. Yeah, well, to <laughs> that, that, Leanne it that was. Relief, that relief. To Leanne it was, yeah. She also wanted to know that we were negative because she was really paranoid that we had traveled a lot. And I didn't really consider it because I felt fine. But you're right. You can carry it and not know it. But they you didn't call us. We do. told them we're going to be sitting in the parking lot. And we're staring at the workers for two hours straight. I called them at 1030. I'm like, hey, do you have our results? I'm like, oh, yeah, we do. I'm like, fuck. Oh my God. Uh, so then we go back and we saw the guy who... Didn't Jesus bust us, but he Christ. he worked with us when we were in the Canadian Customs Office. He was the guy at the border this time. He's like, oh, so how much did it cost you guys? And we told him how much it cost. And then he's like, well, it turns out you've been randomly selected to get COVID tests here in Canada. And I'm like, oh, Jesus. He's like, I'm going to wave it, though. I'm like, thank you. Jesus Christ, a reasonable human being. But you and then could we have got it for free. dropped her off. If you were, ran- <laughs> if you were randomly selected for tests in Canada, does that mean you could have gotten it for free yeah oh my god but we wouldn't have the results right away so whatever I, we got through i dropped her off she made it to her delivery and i went home and died so. this motherfucking <laughs> country oh it was so god. well then coming back into the u.s was it easy oh yeah it was so easy because the woman had worked with us at the desk at the u.s customs office while we were getting our car search we went into the office and hung out and she was the woman now working they're all rotating positions, I guess, throughout the day. She's like, oh, it's you. Yeah, okay, see ya. So America is quickest... doing better than Canada in this instance. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's no. a tight call. It's very Not tight. Sure. But, uh... Apart from, like, having to live here. <laughs> oh, sure, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Without, you know. 
Supposedly this, I don't know if the border land border opens on this side in, in November 8th. I don't know if that means that Canada's still not going to require a fucking PCR test, though, to go back. So uh, the beat goes on. My goodness. So dead. that is. Just, is this worth it? Is Leanne worth it? Yeah, she's worth it. She's still worth it. So, <laughs> you know, there's a, right. there's a thousand people in the world that you could be dating. I, I talked about this on the first day pod a couple weeks ago with her right next to me. I said there's like there's like fifteen hundred people in the world that are the one for you. Don't get caught up in the one. So. But she's still yeah. great. Oh, sounds like it's time to go. Oh, perfect. Yeah. All right, let's wrap it up. What's uh, what should we close with? What, what kind of music? Uh... You, you just did, and the beat goes on. So why not just play that? And the yeah. band played on. You want me to play the no, theme no, music no. from the band played on the no, movie about the AIDS that. crisis from 1993? So <laughs> I don't know. The beat goes on. I'll look it up though. Here and we go. the beat goes on. What is that? That's uh... isn't that movie Backbeat from the 90s? I never saw it. It was about the Beatles, but it wasn't. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's a new documentary by uh, the Todd Whispers. Haynes. The Whispers. That's the one. <laughs> there's a uh, there's a new documentary by Todd Haynes about uh, Velvet Underground. Oh yeah, oh, well, yeah. I, I heard it was fucking brutally awful, but that's from a. Oh wait, seriously? That was Mark on the Drew and Mike show. Yeah. yeah, you know we heard about that. So I'm, I don't know if Mark, Mark said that it was just all about like artsy well, shit well, that Drew I wouldn't Mike, give a fuck no, about. No, no, Drew too, and Mike so. don't art shit, so fuck them. Well, Mark is different. Mark is not Drew. He's Drew would uh, give it a chance. But... Oh, Drew would love it. Yeah, yeah, he's a fucking rock doc, right? Rock yeah. dog. So. No, if they if they didn't like it, that's stupid. Because Todd. Hayes By the way, do either one of you ever listen to? Chuck and Mike, Chuck the Freak, Dave and Chuck the Freak. I've never heard that yeah. show in my life. You so. know, I, I got to stop having opinions about shit I don't know much about. I just, uh, Chuck the Freak sounds like a fucking idiot. And yeah. Dave everybody. and Chuck the Freak, it's a WRAF morning show that took over for Drew and Mike. Uh, any, I've never heard it. So. That's the thing. Any any morning shows, I'm not going to like it. It's not on my way, Mike. Yeah, who gives a fuck? All right, well, uh, this is, uh, and the beat goes on. Thanks for listening. Is it safe podcast? John Scott, we love you. We miss you. We hope you're doing well out there, brother. Oh, and hey, Danny. I think we we did. Uh, I needed to address the, the many saints of Newark, which I actually didn't understand. I didn't understand that Montestante means many saints. Uh, they explain that in the film. Did Danny write us an email well, about I many saints of Newark? I, I wasn't paying no, he didn't. I looked at our much. email. I, I didn't see attention to the film, and I had a lot hey. of things. Well, why were you uh, pointing that at Danny? Oh, well, he did write an email on October fourth. I need like, many Saints of Newark content. That is all. Yeah. Thank you. And okay. All I did was trash the movie, so I feel bad about it. I, I want. Well, we did. I want to hear what we he thought the about movie the on here, didn't we? I, we need another email, Danny. Yeah, Danny, hit us up with a more, more explicit email that we can break down for the next show, which we will. Yeah. We won't be also, spo- we, yeah, we, we gotta get Danny on the show, by the way. He doesn't like he just likes to listen. And if he, he has if he has um, yeah, if he has anything he wants to take uh, take us a task over. Bring it on. Let's do it. Send the emails. We read the emails. That was it. It was a very succinct email. But yes, we covered it a bit, but we can talk about it more. Also, uh, Luke was on the Cinema 9 pod. He subbed in for me last week for Blood Diner. So if you guys want to check out the Blood Diner episode. uh, Jesus Christ. So glad I missed that one. (laughs) Most meaningless movie of all time. (laughs) All right. See you. Oh, you (laughs) fucking chose that. I didn't choose it.